friend of mine called me up um, earlier today, uh, just a couple hours ago, and said, oh, my God, have you heard about what's happening in New York? And I said, no, sir, I have not. And um, he said that there are letters going out in New York that are telling people, hey, we know that you have this firearm and you have X number of days to give it up to the police and that's it. And so I did a search on DuckDuckGo. I did a search on Google and the first thing and the most informative thing that came up is this Reddit post that has been shared across uh, over a dozen different subreddits. And so it's uh, first we have a, a photo here of Oh, goodness, that's way too, way too big. A photo of this letter. And um, unfortunately, you guys can't see it. There we go. Okay. All right. So this is from the County of Suffolk in New York. So the Suffolk County Police Department dated May 20th, 2021. The Suffolk County Police Department has recently conducted a criminal investigation and, as a result, is in receipt of information that you purchased a firearm from Jerry's Firearms and Supplies between November 2018 and November 2020. Based on the information received, the firearm that you purchased is not in compliance with the New York State Penal Law. As such, we are requesting that you present said firearm for inspection and disposition to the Suffolk County Police Department within 15 days of receiving this letter. Two weeks. They're, they're giving this person just over two weeks. Please be advised that you will not be charged with any crime or crimes related to the purchasing of this firearm should you comply with this request and present the firearm to the Suffolk County Police Department pursuant to this letter. Be further advised, however, that if you fail to present the weapon to the Suffolk County Police Department within the 15 days allotted, you may be subject to arrest and criminal charges for your purchase and continued possession of said firearm. To arrange for the inspection of the firearm or firearms, or if you have any questions regarding this request, please con contact the Suffolk County Police Department at, and it gives the number, Monday through Friday between the hours of 9 to five. Thank you for your cooperation. Sincerely, Detective Lieutenant blah, 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 blah out of New York. And I mean, it's got the, it's got the letterhead here or letter footer and letterhead. So, okay. So I saw this and I said, well, okay. So this is um, apparently stemming from whatever is happening with this Jerry Ar Jerry's firearms and supplies. So my next step is, all right. Well, let's see. Let's see what this is. Um, so first we scrolled down, and it was just a lot of people chattering. But then we got. Uh, oh, I highlighted it. Here we go. So this person says they are cross posting this across. Uh, several different subreddits. So according to this poster, the County Police Department had previously raided and arrested the gun shop owner of Jerry's Firearms for selling items that were not compliant with the state level 
Assault Weapons Ban, a.k.a. the New York Safe Act. They are now sending these letters to anyone who purchased the items in question. The law leaves illegal interpretation for firearms in the, quote, other style configuration, and this has not yet been tried in New York to this poster's knowledge, so this is the first I'm seeing of such things. Similar or even the same firearms are available for purchase in other gun shops in the state beholden to the same laws. Um, and then people said, well, what do you mean by other configuration? Um, and then he talks about the definition of assault weapons ban that is getting more and more popular in blue states and with blue politicians, which is not the old 1994 definition of two out of five evil features, but even just one of the evil features, which is... Um, the definition that it's not even in law, but it's the definition that is in Massachusetts. Now, for example, if you look up the law in Massachusetts, the 1994 assault weapons ban never disappeared there. Uh, it was still supposed to be two out of five evil features, but it was uh, 20. Was it 2016? It was either the summer of 2015 or 2016. I have a video on my channel about it where in Massachusetts, for whatever reason, it is the attorney general that makes and enforces the gun laws and good old Maura Healy in Massachusetts one day in July, I believe it was, was like, you know what, um... I see that there are gun manufacturers that are putting only one evil feature instead of two to make it Massachusetts compliant. I'm going to call that an, a, a copycat assault weapon and ban that as well, not by any force of law, but just by penning this op-ed and putting it out in the Boston Globe. And she did that, and it, it suddenly came down with the force of law. And we're seeing similar definition for assault weapon was proposed in Virginia uh, when that whole thing was going on in 2019 into 2020. And we had the, the VCDL 2020 lobby day and how big that got. That was what was going on with the assault weapons ban proposal there. Uh, we have seen <laughs> idiot David Chipman propose a similar definition <laughs> and uh in his senate conference in, in his senate hearing that happened this week and maybe we'll get to that as well he basically said anything over 22 caliber with a detachable magazine now the definition like i said in the new york safe act is a rifle shotgun or pistol with one or more of these evil scary features the evil features are usually the same across every definition and every assault weapon, a weapon ban that has been proposed. You know, uh, bayonet lug, grenade launcher, some things that are completely impractical, but then things like a pistol grip. Um, in some places, the weight of the firearm matters, the caliber of the firearm Anyway, so he talks about this poster, how it's the New York Safe Act, and it, it comes down to how many of these supposed evil features these firearms have. Now, the nice thing, I suppose, 
I mean, this is an oxymoron. The nice thing about the laws in Massachusetts, at least, is if a FFL sells you something that is determined to not be mass legal, which is a whole bunch of hoopla in and of itself because the AG in Massachusetts has like a list. There's two lists. There's a list that's made public of everything that's allowed. And then there's a super secret AG only list of what's been approved and what's been banned. And only one of those lists is visible to the general public. Anyways, in Massachusetts, if you find yourself with say, um, something with two evil features or um, a Glock that is <laughs> post-1993, for example, then that is not Massachusetts legal. But there were some FFLs a few years ago that had Gen 4 and Gen 5 Glocks, and they were selling them to folks, and it got found out because the FFLs, other FFLs, ratted each other out to get rid of the competition because it's a weird, bizarre, elitist attitude there. The people that had bought those, under the law, it's considered no fault of their own. To my knowledge, there has never been any letters like this being sent out to the people of Massachusetts because at that point it's kind of like, well, you got this and you got it and that's what it is. We're going to go after the FFL instead. Apparently, in New York State, that is not the case. So combination of that letter and then what this guy said about a gun shop owner being raided and arrested for selling firearms that were not compliant with the SAFE Act. So I did a search on this and I found several articles about gun shop owners that had been raided and arrested for selling firearms that did not comply with the SAFE Act, but none of them were Jerry's Firearms. So I had to do even more searching, and then I found this. So this is a New York criminal attorney blog. It is Tillam and Associates. And actually, this fellow posted um, on Reddit elsewhere and said, like, hey, uh, if you got one of these letters, you need to contact an attorney's office right now. And some people did point out, for example, um, that these letters aren't being sent out. They're form letters. They're, they are sent to the gun owners, but I mean, this doesn't have the person's name on it, which is kind of weird. Um, and so that was one of the reasons I believe, was it here? Um, no, there was another one. If you received a letter from Jerry's firearms or the Suffolk County police about an other that you purchased, call us. Um, and so this person said, uh, I believe he works for that law um, lawyer practice that we'll check it on in a second. Says our phones have been ringing this morning from people who have been contacted by the SCPD about a purchase they made at Jerry's of an other. So this right here is confirmation that multiple letters have gone out and multiple people have received these. It isn't just like a one off that someone made up and pointed posted to Reddit. There are multiple people getting these letters. 
If you received such a letter, we strongly recommend that you contact an attorney immediately. The letter is requesting that people turn in weapons that the Suffolk County Police seem to believe may violate the SAFE Act. Definitely contact a lawyer before taking any action. In addition, Jerry's has sent out its own letter recommending that people who get contacted retain a lawyer. This is not something to ignore and should be acted on right away. And then it says, gives the phone number of who to call and who to ask for. To be clear, if you don't know us, this is the law firm of Tillam and Associates, New York's premier Second Amendment law firm, and the team behind New York Tax Defense, prepaid legal services for gun owners, and then it has their websites. So they are the ones that posted this to their blog. So this was the next little piece of the puzzle that I found. And as you can see, it is like following a trail of breadcrumbs here. So this is from March. Was a licensed gun dealer arrested for selling, quote, others in New York. Uh, after a recent win with an ill-conceived Mossberg shockwave prosecution earlier this year, we would have thought that the issue of the legality of quote-unquote, other weapons in New York would be resolved. However, rumors started spreading late last week that a New York licensed gun store owner and licensed dealer was arrested and charged with multiple felonies for selling AR-15-based others. Our law firm is closely monitoring the case. According to the information that we received, Jerome Rallo, the owner of Jerry's Firearms in Bohemia, New York, has been charged with multiple felonies under New York state law for selling illegal weapons, including the top counts of criminal sale of a firearm in the first degree, a Class B violent felony, which carries a mandatory minimum of five years in prison and a maximum of 25 years in prison. So minimum of five years... And he's gotten multiple felonies, multiple felonies. So we're talking about multiple possible five-year sentences if the, this goes through. AR-15 others are not weapons that are not legally considered to be rifles, since by law, a rifle is a weapon that is originally designed to be fired from the shoulder, and these quote-unquote others are built with pistol braces that are designed to be fired by hand and attached to the wrist. So there we go. This looks like it's another case of the pistol braces. And this is interesting <laughs> because this is something that the ATF itself keeps flip-flopping on. So there's a whole bunch of background to this. Um, of course, a lot of times in gun control, as we've seen, state law ends up trumping federal law in a lot of different ways. So the fact that ATF can't really decide what pistol braces are or aren't and their legality and walked back their guidance that they had put out earlier doesn't really matter, but it is an interesting little background piece. Uh, in addition, these, quote, others are built with a vertical foregrip for the off non-shooting hand and so cannot legally be considered handguns due to the fact that pistols are weapons designed to be fired by one hand and these are designed to be fired by two hands. These others generally have short barrels that are less than 16 inches and are required to have an overall length of greater than 26 inches. <sighs> Unfortunately... 
knowing that these weapons, <laughs> these firearms, have pistol grips and um, braces on them, I think that any of these people would have a really difficult time winning this in a New York court. I think that it would have to be appealed. It would have to be fought. It would have to be brought to a district court, the Supreme Court, something. And I think that in those cases, in those larger courts, they could win. But if they went to just a, a plain old New York court, um, I don't think that the judges would rule in their favor just with how anti-gun they are and how pistol grips and pistol braces have been so demonized by legacy media and gun control advocates and to some degree the ATF. But um, it's interesting nonetheless. Since these weapons are not rifles, they are allowed to be equipped with barrels that are less than 16 inches, according to the ATF, as long as the overall length is over 26 inches. In addition, in New York, since they are not rifles and not handguns, they can be sold with features that are generally not permitted on AR-15 rifles in New York, such as pistol grips, flash suppressors, or muzzle brakes, and the aforementioned vertical foregrip. So this is something... This kind of thing is what the Massachusetts AG said hell nah and deemed copycat weapons and banned overnight in her op-ed that somehow ended up holding the weight of law because she said, well, clearly this is stuff people are doing to get around the law. And I would imagine that New York courts would try to say the exact same thing. As we reported less than two months ago, our firm represented an individual charged with possessing a Mossberg shockwave, which similarly cannot le be legally considered a shotgun due to its pistol grip and cannot be legally considered a handgun due to its design to be fired by two hands. The charges were recently dismissed by a Supreme Court justice after our motion to dismiss the shockwave charges was conceived uh, conceded by the prosecutor. We argued in that motion that a Mossberg shockwave was not a firearm under existing New York state law and that the NYPD ballistics detective who examined and tested the weapon appeared to agree. And see, that is why I said that it would have to go to a higher court uh, because that would be a lot more likely to rule in their favor because of this previous case here. The truth is, we have found no media reports about the arrest of Jerome Rallo and do not know the circumstances underlying his arrest. That is true. That is credence to what I said at the start of today's show, where I said that I spent a good half hour, 45 minutes researching this and found nothing. And even this was buried on the fifth page of the results. There is absolute silence about what is going on with this from the media. It's just bits and pieces, like I said, that I am having to piece together here real time with you guys. Rumors swirled late last year on social media that Jerry's firearms lost their New York State firearms dealer's license. Until we learn the details of this arrest, it is difficult to know whether there has been any uh, change in the attitude of law enforcement towards other weapons. As of now, I have no reason to believe that many New York State dealers are still or as of now, I have reason to believe that many New York State dealers are still selling others. 
So that is the law little blog press release that we have. Um, and then, so this is one of the articles that I found about um, a sporting goods store owner selling quote unquote illegal assault weapons, including a rifle that was used in a murder suicide, but it is not Jerry's firearms. It's some other gun shop. And like I said, there's a couple of these, but nothing about Jerry's. Um, what I did find, this was posted March 7th. Um, and it's a list of charges here, which we have here. So, uh, Jerome Rallo, Suffolk first district court, uh, starting in November of 2018, uh, we have, a, an arrest date. So there was an incident in November of 2018, arrested March 5th. Okay. Um, we have attorney information. We have the next uh, court appearance. And that's kind of it. This guy got um, the list of charges here. For some reason, it made me go and search through the database to try to find it. So we're just gonna go with this screenshot. So we have uh, category C felony, two counts, uh, um, just says arrest charge, arraignment charge. We have an E felony, one count. We have another two counts of a C felony. Um, it looks like criminal sale of firearms, disposable of a rapid fire device. Another two felony counts of criminal sale of a firearm. Uh, top charge is a B felony, two counts, criminal sale of a firearm, and then another two counts of criminal sale of a firearm. So someone really conveniently linked criminal sale of a firearm in the first degree, which is what several of uh, these charges here are. Uh, we have some second degree uh, first degree, first degree. So first degree criminal sale of a firearm. Um, under our law, a person is guilty of criminal sale of a firearm in the first degree when that person knowingly and unlawfully sells, exchanges, gives, or disposes of to another person or persons a total of 10 or more firearms in a period of not more than one year. The following terms used in that definition have a special meaning. So a firearm means any pistol or revolver. A person knowingly sells, exchanges, gives, or disposes of a total of 10 or more firearms to another when that person is aware that he or she is doing so. Under this count, a firearm need not be loaded, but it must be operable. To be operable, a firearm must be capable of discharging ammunition. The defendant is required to know that he or she is in possession of a firearm, but the defendant is not required to know that the firearm was operable. Uh, they are considered to unlawfully sell, exchange, gave, or dispose of a total of 10 more firearms. 
to another when he has no legal right to do so. Under our law, with certain exceptions not applicable here, a person has no legal right to sell, exchange, give, or dispose of a firearm. Dispose of means to dispose of, give away, lease, loan, keep for sale, offer for sale, sell, transfer, and otherwise dispose of. In order for you to find the defendant guilty of this crime, the people are required to prove from all of the evidence in the case beyond a reasonable doubt each of the following three elements. Uh, one, that on or about whatever dates in the county, the person sold, exchanged, gave, or disposed of a total of 10 or more firearms to another person or persons in a period of time, not more than one year, and the defendant did so knowingly and unlawfully, and that each of the 10 or more firearms were operable. And it needs to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. Now, I don't think that this is a case of the dealer losing his FFL, as one of the rumors and suggestions was, because if we go back to this letter, um, it says that it was because the person purchased a firearm from Jerry's Firearms and Supplies over this two-year period, and that the firearm is not in compliance with the New York State penal law. So this does lead me to believe, as that poster said, and as the um, blog press release here said, that it does refer to, quote, other firearms, and not that, that, not that the gun shop lost its FFL. So that is all the information that we have on this at the moment. Um... And we have this other one. This is from six months ago on Reddit uh, that this person actually saw federal agents show up. It says that they went by Jerry's to pick up a fixed mag kit the other night and there were federal officers all around. Apparently some of the guns they sold are not New York legal and someone got caught. Had a friend tell me he went today to look at pistols and they were all cleaned out. Uh, word is they sold a handful of illegal guns claiming they were legal. Time to move out of the state anyways. They say, um, does anyone know what happened? And uh, <laughs> this person said maybe they had a honey badger. But again, it's just speculation. And um, they do have a section and others section on their website, but there is nothing there anymore at this point. So... That is all of the information that I could find about this. That's it. We have uh, the post on Reddit about the place being raided. We have this blog post from a law firm saying, huh, get an attorney. This is the information we have. We have the list of charges here and a definition of the charges and how they're punishable. And that's about it. Like the law firm said, there are no media stories about this at all, which is to me kind of the shady part because we have other, like I said, I found two or three other stories of other uh, gun stores being raided and people being arrested between 2018 and 2020 in the window of time that this letter says that this shop sold things to people and we don't have any letters from those. We only have letters from this particular one that is not being reported anywhere. So I thought that that was pretty sketchy. 
Either way, we have some folks in New York that are getting a letter and have gotten a letter saying that they have 15 days, which are up at this point. That would have been up on the 25th, and today's the 28th. 15 days to comply with this, or else they will be criminally charged for not turning in their firearms to the police. Um, And it's funny because it doesn't even tell them what exactly the firearm in question is, which is pretty shady of the police department because um, then folks are going to come in with all kinds, like a whole range of things, because I'm sure most people probably aren't going to do the digging that I did to find out what this is supposedly about. Uh, They might call the number and they might not get very good answers. And I mean, this is, of course, uh, in a similar time frame to when the state of New York is doing buyback programs. And Letitia James, their their AG, is praising how successful buyback programs are. Now, ultimately, what we could see is um, a bunch of people not complying like what happened in Connecticut and Maryland when people were told that they had to register their rifles. And we might see, like in Connecticut and Maryland, a lot of people not comply. But I think it might be a little different when they're getting letters sent to their home telling that they have just over two weeks to do this or else they get faced with criminal charges. So this will be a really interesting thing to watch. Um It'll be interesting to see if uh, this this um, criminal attorney actually files suit and where this goes and if it ends up going all the way to a district court or a Supreme Court or how all of this pans out. But it's going to take a lot of work to follow this story because it's either people aren't bothering to report on it or it's being buried. But um, I thought it was worthwhile information for folks to know about uh, because this is pretty, pretty creepy and pretty scary. And, you know, there's always rumors about gun confiscation going on in, in California or wherever. Uh, there was a rumor about that a couple years ago that made its way around YouTube and there was a lot of panic about it. And that ended up being only a rumor. And that was it. It was um, like one guy that had been hit with a restraining order or something. And so the cops showed up certainly red flag laws count. And uh, we did have that recent court win that said that cops can't just go into your home without a warrant all willy-nilly and seize your property, including your firearms. But that's not what this is about. This is saying you need to come bring it in or else you are charged with a crime. So we're going to see where this goes. Um, but this is this seems to be pretty legit from what I can tell. Again, there's no news story on it, but that doesn't really mean anything. If we follow all the little breadcrumbs, the letters, um, the fact that multiple people got letters, uh, the fact that this was published by this law firm talking about the letters and to lawyer up, and the fact that we do have at least you know, a record of this guy being arrested just in March and uh, a list of charges. 
I would say that it seems pretty legit at this point. Thanks for tuning in for this clip of the Liberty Dollhouse live stream. Please check out my channel for other videos on dedicated topics as well as my live stream every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. As always, thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next one.